Welcome back. This week, we have another great topic. We're going to talk about how to solve the top three puppy problems. So whether you just got a puppy or you already have a puppy, there's always a set of problems that come along with having a, a puppy. And when families call me about, hey, I have a puppy, this is going on. The first thing, you know, I ask them when they call, like, oh, okay, you call about your dog, call your dog. If they say anywhere between two months and nine months or a year, I'm like, okay, I kind of know the issues they're calling about. So I just want to talk about the top three issues and how to resolve those um, if you're dealing with those, if you have a puppy. Um, when Archie was a puppy before i even jump in i want to see if you know what were some of the issues you had when he was a puppy a nipping was the worst one i called him too yes. the shark teeth uh he was not too bad as far as otherwise i guess like mischievous and that sort of thing we kept him pretty yeah. clean um once in a while he have an accident but that was more us than him type of thing we just yep. didn't get him outside early quick enough after he played or woke up or all those good things and then mm-hmm. um and then just getting him used to like being around other people and other dogs. exactly the overexcitement and stuff yep so those are all common puppy problems yeah. so let's jump into the first one that i hear all the time which god already spoke about which is the nipping i would say that's the number one issue i have with um the puppies and um you know when families call me. So dogs essentially, um, so a little history of dogs. Um, So dogs have something which they're supposed to be taught called a fancy word called bite inhibition, right? And so what that means is like early on when a dog's with their mother, the mother actually teaches them how to properly bite and what's acceptable and what's not. But when we get those dogs, they're eight weeks and they're taken away from their mother, not saying it's a bad thing, but usually they, the mothers do teach them a lot, then it's up to us to teach them. And unless you're a dog trainer, that's not something you're like, oh, well, my dog was taken away from the mom and they don't have bite inhibition. So I guess I, you just wouldn't know. You just think your puppy's being bite, you know, kind of nippy. So that's one thing that causes them to bite is that their parents haven't taught them. And two, they're teething. Simple as that. They're no different than our babies. They are teething. And I always talk to families about nippy puppies. Um, um, When they are teething, um, I'll talk about what you can do in a second. But when they're teething, you have to remember, um, they're going to go up and down in phases. It's not like a one and done. Just like when we get our teeth or babies get their teeth when they're little, um, when they start to grow in, the babies may be irritable. They may be cry. Dogs are the same way. They may start to chew on more things. They may start to act out, nip and stuff um, in a playful manner. That's because their teeth are going in, growing in, and it's irritable. So you may see that, you know, nipping. And then, you know, you may notice like, oh, wow, my dog's doing really good, you know, this past two weeks, there's no nipping going on. And then usually I'll come back and I'm like, oh my gosh, my dog's nipping it. But you have to realize as, until all those teeth are fully in there, it's going to be that up and down, up and down until they always, until everything gets in. okay? Yeah. The best thing you can do is help your dog out and soothe whatever, and soothe them, soothe um. The, the growth of the teeth coming in. So what that means is giving them something to do. If you already notice that your dog is nipping on something or a certain type of texture, you want to try to simulate that texture. For instance, I have Francesca, even though she's one now, technically a teenager, just a few months ago, she was a puppy. And I noticed I gave her uh, several things to redirect her. Like you can give your dog like a bone, you can give them some type of chew toy, anytime, anything to keep them simulated kind of chew on, you know, so they can chew and 
kind of soothed that, you know, he's growing in. But I noticed she was chewing on pillows, just a corner of them. And she wasn't destroying them, but she would literally lay there and just like suck on them, suck on them. And I noticed, I was like, you know what? She chews on everything, but the pillow's different. And what I noticed is that the whole pillow, she can get in her entire mouth. And it's, you should see her too. Going, <laughs> like the teeth is just so soothing. Yeah. So you want to do the same for your dogs. Think about what they really like to chew on and try to stimulate that texture. I'm not saying you have to give them a pillow or give them like your clothes or your sneaker or anything like that. But if there's some type of stem toy that's plush and your dog likes chewing on plush things, you want to give them that. And it's all about redirecting your dog when they are nipping and stuff like that um, just to make sure they have the adequate amount of, you know, things to kind of stimulate them. So that's a little thing about nipping. And also you want to start to train them not to be so nippy. So ideally when a dog nips, um, there's a bite level, nip level scale, not bite, because biting is very different than like nipping and play. Um, for one where it doesn't hurt that much to five, it really hurts. And every time your dog nips you, what you want to do is say, ouch, and startle them, okay? And then when you start them, you redirect them with which you want them to actually chew on. And um, when they do that nipping, you want to make a mental note or even write it down like, hey, was that a level one or was that a level five? Because a lot of times when dogs nip you, you're not keeping note on how hard or light it is. Sorry, that's for a test if you can hear that noise. She's doing her own thing down there. Um, and then you should start to see it slowly decrease, but like I said, just making sure your dog can soothe their teeth. That's going to be ideal for nipping. Sure. All right. Let's jump into number two. No pun intended. Jumping. That is the second number one reason people will call me with puppy issues, which is fine. It's dogs jumping on people, whether they're jumping on people, whether they're jumping on, sorry, let me get this. Whether they're jumping on people on coming into your home, whether they're jumping on you um, in the house and things like that. Um, puppies jump because they're very impulsive mm -hmm. and we do have to teach them some type of impulse control. But in the interim, what you can do if your puppy is jumping on you, you don't want to start doing the pushing, pushing, pushing away because they're like, oh yeah, that's fun. And you're just making it more fun for them. So essentially you say nothing to them. And, and if we're working, when I work with children, what I tell them is you make like a tree, you stand still and you fold your arms, you say nothing. Because when you do that, you take the fun away and they're like, what's wrong with them? And then what do they do? They sit and they look at you like, what's going on? And then only then you can look at them and you can give a little pet or whatever, but essentially just turning away from them and waiting for them to sit. And then yes, good job. will help reduce some of that jumping. And I always talk to my um, families when I come in too. Um, yes, you can do that to deter the jumping, but I always want you to start thinking about when guests come in, what do you want your dog to do? Dogs love um, learning through consistency and routine. So um, for instance, when someone comes into my home, um, if Francesca, or if she's a little bit jumpy, but we're working on that, um, what I will do is I trained her to go to her mat or go to place, go somewhere to stay. My other dog, he's old enough, so we have trained him in the past. We tell him immediately, go to your crate, go to your bed, and he'll go there and stay, give the guests time to come in and sit down, because when the guests come in, they're all excited, so they're actually encouraging to jump in, or if your dog's little like Francesca, they're like, oh my God, so cute, and then she's jumpy. So I always encourage you, give your dog somewhere to go and kind of hang and chill out 
until your guests can come in and sit so they deter the jump in. And also telling you, getting your guests on board to having them turn away will also help the jump in. But essentially just making sure um, that you're not playing it to, you know, when they're jumping on you, giving them some type of routine, creating a place for them to go and stuff like that. But there's so many different ways um, you could train your dog not to jump. But the most easiest right now is just turning away and wait until they sit and then reinforce that sit for them. Okay. All right. Last but not least, this is a big one. Um, party training, house training puppies. Um, families are busy. Everyone's busy these days. Whether you have children, don't have children, that you're busy at work. Um, potty training can, uh, it does take a little bit. Some dogs are faster to take at it and some dogs are slower. But when it... Just to give you, can you hear me? Hear me good, Scott? Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is a little tip with potty training. I always talk about getting your dog on a schedule. Okay. Um, that's gonna be the most beneficial tip that I can give you right now. Ideally, um, your dog um, can hold their urine based on their age. So if a puppy is three months, they can hold it for three hours. If they're two months, they can hold it for four two hours. Four months, four hours, and as they get older, it's like five months plus one, like you start doing addition. But when they're young, just think about how old they are, and that's how long they can hold their urine. And so from the time you get them up in the morning, regardless of whether they want to go to the bathroom or not, you want to start taking them out every two hours, every three hours, or whatever that is, just to make sure you keep them on schedule. And then they will start to learn when they can and can't go to the bathroom. But you also want to make sure that you're watching them if they aren't using the bathroom within that time frame. Ideally, if you go outside, you stay out there with them for like three to five minutes. If they don't go, you just want to make sure you watch them every attempted again. But getting your dog on a party stream training schedule is going to be key and also um, making sure you're monitoring their food and water intake. I remember before I posted this and people got all in a frenzy. I'm not saying take away your dog's water. I'm just saying placing it if you work from home in a place where you can see when they're intaking that water or food because ideally they do have to go to the bathroom 10 or 15 minutes after they intake food or water. So you want to remember that um, for meal times and things as such, remember to take them to the bathroom when they wake up, before they go to bed, after any vigorous play. Just remembering key things like that is going to set your dog up for success when it talks about, when you talk about party training the puppy. And just remember, it does take some time, but as long as you're consistent, your dog will can stay consistent and they'll learn through that as well. So those are the three most important tips I have. Just, you know, making sure party training, the jumping, and also, what was the first one, Scott? I had to get that easy. The nipping. The nipping, nipping. Yeah. How do I forget nipping? That's such a key component. Yeah. So those three tips to get you on the right path. So if you're watching it, I hope you're like, oh my gosh, thank goodness you provided me with such great information to get started. And you know, as always, if you have questions, you can always reach out. Instagram just started subscriptions. Um, if you're interested, you can always subscribe for a deeper dive into what you're actually seeing on Facebook, on the Instagram page. If you're following me, if you're not, follow me, follow me, but absolutely you can't subscribe um, where you will get additional content and access to me and I can answer all those questions for you. Um, Scott, do you have anything else to piggyback off of today? Um, Matt, we'd love to hear if you have any other puppy questions, drop them in the comments. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, love a review. Uh, let us know how you're feeling about this episode and any, any other episodes you listen to. If you are looking for the podcast, uh, any most of the main ones, Apple, Stitcher, 
Uh, Google, Spotify, Ron Olums, just search for Down for Pause and you can find that podcast there. Um, and it's going quite well over there as well. So uh, yeah, if yep. you prefer to listen to these or want to go back and listen to older or lives and that sort of thing, the whole catalog is up there on the podcast. So you're welcome to check that out anytime. Yes, let's start this new year off right with some training. All right. So we will see everyone next week and have a great week. See you, everyone. <laughs> Bye.